And I'm Hobbs. Welcome to the Double Welcome Bread the Hockey Double Podcast. Bread Hockey Podcast. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Double Bread Hockey Podcast. Um, right now we're actually recording on schedule, so the schedule held up for two weeks anyway. <laughs> okay, we'll start off with a trade, and uh, it was it was a big one. The uh, Winnipeg Jets... Wow. Traded Patrick Laine and Jack Roslava to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Pierre Luc Dubois and a 2022 third round pick. Oh, that was the big trade you were talking about. Yeah, that was that was the big trade I was talking about. I thought you were talking about Minnesota sending Greg Patteron to uh, Colorado. Pretty cool. Oh yes, well, of course. But I figured we'd start off with the smaller one before we get into the massive blockbuster. Oh, yes, right, of course. Yes. Uh, no, of course, uh, yeah, huge deal between the big and The second overall pick for the third overall pick in the 2016 draft. Yeah, that kind of makes it really cool, actually. Uh, do you have an early winner or early loser, or... Um, a lot of people are going to say that early winner is Columbus because of Line A's pure goal-scoring talent. But, no, I think Winnipeg did fairly well here. Roslavic said he was never going to play for Winnipeg again. Line wanted out, and Dubois comes in, and now he slots in behind Shifley, forming a terrifying center tandem. If Line A gets along with Tortorella. Uh, I think Tortorella will be a problem for Line A. Yeah, well, I'm, that's probably what Jackets fans are hoping are going to happen anyway. Yeah, he'll definitely be in the lineup before Line A is. Yeah, so Line A needs to go through uh, immigration and COVID protocol, and he needs to get a work visa for the United States. It's going to be a very difficult process for Line A to come across. Uh, it should take about two to three weeks, uh, which is a significant chunk of the season, and it makes for a really interesting point about trading the season that's really difficult to uh, bring in guys to make an immediate impact for you. Yeah, unless you're, like, trading within the division and you're facing the team, like, next or something. Interesting for trades for sure. This trade was it's a big one. You wanna talk about the other one? Uh, I think we pretty much said all we can say about the other one. This uh well, salary. Um I believe Cole. I'm bringing in Greg Pattern and there's gonna be a little bit more Greg Pattern very shortly. Uh, in the waiver wire section. Spoiler alert. 
Yeah. Alright. Well, you want to jump into the... Nope. Oh, continue on. Because McKinnon is grossly underpaid. McKinnon is grossly underpaid. Yes, McKinnon is grossly underpaid. He's going to need a big extension, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. Colorado is obviously trying to set its own session to one year, and there's been rumors for a long time that they're going to bring in a goal center. Although I think that Philip Grubauer and Kyle Trangues are two wonderful goal centers. I do wonder if there might be a trade uh, in the works, perhaps for a Mark Andre Fleury or some other type of player. That would be interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but you know, if anything happens, we'll cover it on the next episode of the pod after it happens. They're not on crack as much as they were last week. No, the wave wars are not on crack as much this week. There were four wave war moves last week. Uh, the first one, uh, January 20th, was Dallas Stars defenseman Julius Honka. He was placed on the 20th, and he cleared on the 21st, uh, which is an absolute travesty. Uh, Julius Honka deserves to be playing NHL Yes, I agree. I like Honka. Does this mean we can see Thomas Harley in the lineup? This could mean that we see Thomas Harley in the lineup. It's tough to say. I would love to see him. Alright, on the 21st, uh, Chicago placed Brandon Peary on waivers, and uh, he cleared the next day. I'm assuming he went to the taxi squad. Florida. Yeah, he's just kind of one of those fringe tweener guys. Seems to do okay, but Absolutely. can't stick around anywhere. I figured that perhaps Toronto would put in a claim. There's just some rumors that Toronto's looking for uh, some depth at forward. Uh, but something happened there, so. Something could happen here, though. Uh, Tyler Ennis was placed on waivers by Edmonton yesterday, the 25th. And there were rumors floating around that Ennis might get claimed by the Leafs because they're looking for, uh, well, veteran or forward help after Matthews was day-to-day. He missed Friday's game, came back Sunday. Joe Thornton is out for the next month with the fractured ribs. from Friedman here now. Uh, Tyler Ennis has cleared waivers. So he's okay. headed to the taxi squad. Breaking news. Tyler Ennis is on Edmonton's taxi squad. He's not going to the Toronto Maple And... Yes, so this is just Pattern going to the taxi squad, I guess. Um, I have not confirmed he cleared. There's nothing here. I'm assuming he did.
I feel like a team that could really pick them up is Pittsburgh. I feel like that's the biggest threat. Uh, they have a lot of injuries on defense right now. And I just feel like there's been a lot of rumors about potentially Pittsburgh potentially bringing in a defenseman. I've heard Travis Dermott. I've heard a couple other things. And, uh, I think teams are fiercely or very feverishly even uh, watching waiver wire this season. Team things pick up a couple guys for free to help out the depth. Yeah, that makes sense. I also have more breaking news on the uh, waiver wire front here now. Uh, Jeremy Bracco has been placed on unconditional waivers for termination of his contract. That is quite interesting news. Jeremy Bracco was a pretty uh, strong prospect there a couple years ago. So it's really interesting to see him. Reason being, he has... He has signed in Finland with Kalpa uh, Kuopio. Interesting. Was he already playing over there on a loan? I don't know. This article's in Finnish and my translate isn't working. Uh, well, interesting nonetheless. Anyway, Bracco is off to Finland. If he wasn't already there. There is an update. Pierre Lebrun here. Pattern has cleared. So. Oh. Kind of upsetting, actually. I was hoping that Pittsburgh would play them. <laughs> no, they're going to trade for a or something. Yeah, that's that's possible. Alright. Let's move on, shall we? Alright, so the NHL has released their first edition of the power rankings for this year. And take a guess at what team is leading the uh league right now. Fourth. The Pittsburgh Penguins. No, they haven't been good. They're not in the top five. It's certainly not the Ottawa Senators. No, they're a uh, thirtieth. Don't remind me. I'll get into them soon. Uh, who is the Hobbs? It's it's the Montreal Canadiens. They are. And for good reason, they're top of the league. They have the best goal differential in the NHL. They've been playing really good. Have yeah, not lost in regulation. Yeah, they've been playing real well. It's unfortunate to say it, but they have been. Yeah, led by young guys like so Nick Suzuki, uh, Alexander Romanov. Apparently it's pronounced Romanov, which is weird. Alexander Romanov. Alexander Romanov, kind of like Ilya Samsonov, Kirill Kaprizov. I guess it's a Russian thing. Montreal, Vegas, Vegas at two, Tampa Bay, Colorado, and Boston. Boston gets a drop off. I predict every single season Boston's going to tail off this year. Boston's going to tail off this year. It's pretty interesting that Boston is uh, number five in the power rankings, though. They've certainly turned it around after not scoring an even strength goal for what the first two or three games of the season or something. Yeah, 
Uh, I don't have the week-by-week -week details up here, but they're 3-1-1 on the season, plus 5 goal differential. They're ahead of Tampa in the standings, but Tampa's, well, ahead of Tampa and Colorado, but they are both higher than Boston power rankings. Exactly, because the Leafs are third in the league, but they're like seventh in the power rankings, I think. The Devils are mid-pack, but they're also eighth in the league, so... Yeah, Boston is clinging to the fourth playoff spot in the Mass Mutual East division. But they're fifth in the power rankings, and all the teams ahead of them are behind them. Certainly interesting. Uh, what about the bottom of the power rankings? Uh, almost like our hot-not series, but almost with teams that who's at the bottom. Okay, do you want 27 to 31 or 31 to 27? Twenty-seven, the New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks, Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, and the Vancouver Canucks. So I would say two, perhaps three of those teams are teams that you would expect to see there, uh, especially Chicago, Detroit. Kind of they Chicago, not really having much goaltending. Detroit being uh, Detroit. Yeah, Vancouver at the bottom uh, is... <laughs> yeah, well, they started off 2-5. They're absolutely atrocious. Until last night's shellacking. They can bounce back after the end of this week. Because Ottawa needs to bounce back. Badly. Yeah. The New York Rangers also a team that you almost not really expect to see there. I mean, yeah, they've had some early picks, but they've lucked into those. They've won. They've moved up a lot of spots to get second. Like they've moved up a lot of spots last year, too. Like, uh, I'd like to we'll talk about later as well. Uh, yes. You know, they have one of the best, actually, I think I could the best left winger in the NHL in He's not the best. Yeah, they're just struggling. Well, it, I think it, Shesterkin isn't really performing all that well. I know it's shocking, isn't it? Just trying to bring up his bring up his stats here now. Bring up his stats here now. Anything else you want to mention while I'm trying to find his stats? Okay, he looked better than the other two. So, 
Yeah, the Hawks have like the Hawks have like two wins on the year or something, and Lankanen has both. Chesterkin stats up here. He's a uh, in four games. He's 0-2 and one with a 2.98 goals against average and 8.86 save percentage. So the goals against average is it's okay, but the save percentage is not good. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, his last game against Pittsburgh, without three goals on 19 shots for an 8.42 save percentage. Yeah, that's that's, that's rough. It's yeah, it's Golden not rough. Right? No. All right. Yeah, so I think Uh, yeah, I, I do want to go somewhere else. It's, uh... Oh, should I sit back? What? Uh, you can if you want, but, uh... Right now, uh, as a Senators fan, they are currently frustrating me to... I don't even know what words I'm looking for here. It's just frustrating to watch. They were supposed to be playing the young guys, but yet Colin White's drawn into two games this season and he's getting benched, or he's getting scratched for the likes of Artem Anisimov and Cedric Pickett, like it's just so annoying and last night they got absolutely shellacked by the Canucks Nick Paul has been the only good player yeah, we don't need to talk about the score um I don't know why I stayed up to watch it. Matt Murray did not play well. Thomas Shabbat did not play well. Austin Watson. Austin Watson, honestly, has been the only, like, the only veteran move I actually like. He brings energy and fight. He got into, what, two fights last night and scored Ottawa's only goal. <laughs> like... Can we, like, we want to see Zub or White, Schlapperk, just not Anisimov. Stepan's been very bad as well. Just, just play some of the younger guys. Switch up the power play. Just If the young guys make mistakes and the Sands lose, then it's development. But... If the veterans make mistakes and the Sands lose, they've been around long enough to know they can't do that. Alright, I think... Oh, actually, before I clue up, one more thing. Uh, just stop. DJ, can you not bench Tim Stutzla, please? Like, okay, he made some mistakes, but he's 19 years old. It's his third NHL game. Like, just stop mixing the lines up, just roll consistently, and change up strategies or something. I don't know. Rant over. I want to see Colin White in the lineup on a consistent basis. It's not only that, it's just he's 23 years old, he's making like four and a half million dollars or something. And you're just, they're just scratching him for no reason. You're not going to develop if you're just scratched for 
Freaking Artem and Isamov every night. Exactly. It's, yeah, pretty much. Actually, one more. I said rant over, but there's one more thing. Can you please give Nick Paul power play time? Like, he's been the best player on the team by a mile this season, but yet he will not sniff the power play. And I don't know why. Now rant over. Let's move on. Hot knot. Hot knot or other stuff first? We'll go hot knot first and we'll end with you. We'll go hot knot? Okay. Alright. Who's hot besides Brady Kachuk? <laughs> uh, one of the probably most surprising hot players that you wouldn't think would be that hot considering the team that he's playing for is very hot. You don't expect I don't think anybody would have expected Anze Kopitar to be hot right now. Yet the Kings power play is currently operating at a 23.1% rate. Uh, yeah, Tyler Toffoli, the NHL's Player of the Week for last week, has uh, five goals, three assists in eight game, or for eight points in six games. Uh, most of that production came lighting up his last team, the Vancouver Canucks. He's just yeah, been, he's been hot. Key contributor to Montreal being first in the league and the power rankings. It is, and I will admit, I I can, yes, I'll move on with the hot, but uh, I'll just mention, I did not realize they were doing that, but it's, it's really good there, it's great, actually. Alright, continuing on with the hots here, uh, Winnipeg's top line, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, and Blake Wheeler, uh, through six games... Connor has four goals, five assists, nine points. Shifley has three goals, six assists, nine points. Wheeler has three goals, five assists, eight points. So they've been pretty hot here. It's just been Winnipeg's offense for the most part. And now that Line is gone, somebody needs to score the goals, and Kyle Connor has been doing that. I'm still 
Okay. Um, <laughs> more hot. Uh, this one's surprising. Uh, Kevin Hayes has three goals, five assists, eight points in six games. He's taken over Philadelphia's top line after Sean Couturier went out with an injury for the next couple of weeks. He's just been he's been playing really good hockey as of late, and unfortunately, I missed out on him in my fantasy league, which is tough, but. It's a resurgence for Kevin Hayes, living up to the contract. Yeah, I'm very surprised by Kevin Hayes. I've seen, uh, I was looking through some other teams in one of my, uh, just set a draft or pre-animated league, and I was shocked that Kevin Hayes was doing so well, because uh, I was looking at the team that was in first, up in second, or it was in second half of the time. Uh, so I found the... Anybody else that's hot this week? I I mentioned the Jets while you were uh, I mentioned Jets while you were searching for her name. I kind of jumped over Kevin Hayes and then went back. We did not talk about Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. I think we should. For sure. Uh, the first overall pick has been hot, but it's not the 2020 first overall pick. 2019, Jack Hughes, off to a hot start of the year, has three goals, four assists, seven points in five games. He's looked much improved over last year. This is the Jack Hughes everybody expected. to some hot tendies. pretty decent and Varlamov is from he's uh the front runner for the Vesna right now through the first two weeks of the season or whatever. Absolutely. So he's rocking 
Yes, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury says, I might be old, but I'm not giving up my crease that easily, as he comes in as our next hot tendy of the week. <laughs> uh, Fleury is 3-0 and with a 1.01 goals against average and a .951 save percentage. Which, you know, that's pretty yeah, good. Yes, Buffalo could trade for Flurry. That would be that'd be something. All right. <laughs> you don't want to say hot tendy. Hot netminder. Hot uh, Yeah, his name is uh, John Gibson. Through five games, yeah. he. His record isn't very fantastic. Well, actually, it's not bad. He's 2-1-2. Two, two. He's a 2.01 goals against average and a .938 save percentage. And this man is the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, yeah, I think you stole my line there. I, I did, yeah. top three for a reason and was scoffed at. John Gibson's good. Yeah, I think I think he was like six for you or something. But no, not necessarily you. I was scoffed at by other friends for having Gibson number three, but the way he's played, he should be number one at this point. Do we have any colds this week? Hot cold. It makes sense, yes, but, you know, hot not rhymes, so that's why we go with who's hot, who's not. The official name of this segment. But, you know, hot, cold, yeah. happy, sad, you know, same thing. Anyway. Definitely gotten off to a slow start. It's not been good for him or Buffalo, really. Even though Buffalo's hung around in some games.
so far that hasn't happened, and don't leave the pool to shaky for whatever reason. I hope that he turns around, I hope that he figures everything out, but right now, if he hasn't. Yeah. I know you mentioned a couple minutes ago that first overall picks get too much hype in their rookie season, but that doesn't matter for the Hot Knot segment, because next is Alexi Lafreniere. Through five games, he has no points, and he's a minus two, and he just hasn't really done anything. I think he has, like, five shots or something, and like, maybe a couple hits. Capo Caco? I I don't know. Yeah, he's just... Well, I mean, the Rangers also have been pretty bad. The Rangers also have been bad as a whole, correct? And then there's also the whole Tony D'Angelo nonsense. Tony D'Angelo is doing Tony D'Angelo thing. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to get into that. That's, that's a lot. Alright, next up on the not list is... Uh, Columbus defenseman Zach Wierenski. Six games, he has one goal, and he's a minus three. So he he scored a goal, but as one of the top guys on Columbus, you're expected to produce more to help Columbus win games, and he's just not doing that. Yeah, for sure, and right now he's just not on it. been he's been cold very cold freezing cold ice cold he's living in Antarctica okay I went too far but um Vancouver has played the most games in the league with eight and Pedersen has two points that's Contract year too doesn't really help. Absolutely, um, I think that Vancouver is probably going to be looking to give these guys bridge deals anyways. But uh, you know, Pedersen before might have had a bit more of a case uh, in order to try and get a lot of your deals signed as opposed to a bridge deal. However, it's looking like he might end up having to take that bridge deal because he's not going to have an argument to get a lot of your deal. Yeah, he definitely needs to turn him around 
for Vancouver to uh, get back into the playoff hunt. But uh, again, can we wait till next week to do that, please, Pedersen? Just get past the Ottawa games with still being cold, and then you can go off and light up the Leafs or something. He's just not been playing well at all. Like, he's on the top power play with McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins. I don't know who takes the other spot. James Neal, question mark. But, anyway. Yeah, it could be Yamamoto, too. But, regardless, he's expected to quarterback that power play and get points. And, right now, he's not doing that. Also, being at minus five really doesn't help. Especially yeah, since Edmonton has one goalie bad. in Miko Koskinen right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. They don't have, have Stuart Scanner up on an emergency basis at their backup right now. And they, uh, they have Troy Gross think on the way. Uh, I'm not sure he should be there soon. I think after this week, he should be there, but still rough for Edmonton right now, and for the team who should be doing well, uh, props to Koskinen for holding him in as much as he has been. I mean, he's not doing anything amazing, but he's holding them the floor as much as he can there. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing what he can. He needs a break, but they can't really just give him a break. They don't, uh, they can't really just throw a start yeah, exactly. It's... All right. Some cold tendies, if you will. <laughs> Some cold uh, protectors. Cold tendies. Anyway, um, Billy Huso. <laughs> Uh, you talked me out of bringing him up for our fantasy team like at the start of the year and it's probably a good thing you did through two games he's 0-1 with a 7.01 goals against average and a .813 save percentage yikes Yeah, he's um, not doing good. Yeah, it is. It's sad. I mean, he's a. He, he looked like he was gonna. He was ready. He, was, he looked like one of the best goaltender prospects ready to go uh, right now. And yeah, he's not off to a great start, and uh, that just means Jordan Bennington is gonna get more starts. And I don't think Jordan Bennington has been anything amazing so far either. So uh, rough times there. Jordan Bennington, let's see. Jordan Bennington currently has a 913 save percentage with a goals against average of 2.53. Okay, so like just, just average, basically. He's been doing alright. But yeah, Huso needs to step it up big time. Yes. Speaking of stepping it up, uh, Matt Murray has not been fantastic. I warned you. Well, in fairness, he's looked okay, except for last night he was atrocious. But, like, Otto's defense is bad, so that's also not helping his case. But, anyway, regardless... Through five games, he's 1-3-1 with a 4.47 goals against average and a .862 save percentage. Matt Murray's involved, uh, especially within the past year or two years. That's looked like a show of the Matt Murray that won back when he really called. And I, said, I told you, I said, don't get too excited for Matt Murray back 
Well, he hasn't been overly horrific, but like he hasn't been fantastic like that atrocious defense needs him to be either. I'm not giving up hope on him yet. It hurts. Shouldn't you be happy with this? Penguins fan hates the Flyers, you know? I, I don't hate anyone. Hot Trevor take. Yeah, he hasn't looked fantastic. But, uh, from what I've, I admit, I haven't watched many Flyers games, but from what I've seen from the Flyers fans in Discord servers and on Twitter and stuff, his defense has been leaving him out to dry an awful lot. And no goalie's gonna do well when that happens, except John Gibson. Brian Elliott, and I don't know what Brian Elliott's stats are, but... Oh, he has a 1.31 goals against average and a .964 save percentage. Never mind that. <laughs> so yeah, Brian Elliott's yeah, been good. Carter Hart has been Brian. bad. that clip floating around the other day where he absolutely obliterated his stick over the net, so maybe that'll turn a corner for him. I don't think that's how you turn a corner, but... No, but he knows he needs to be better, and he's gonna work to be better. Well, yes, but, you know. That concludes this week's segment of who's hot, who's not. something like that. I'll bring up the actual name of it here now. But, um, Connor Ingram. The NHL released a statement yesterday. The NHL released a statement yesterday about Preds goaltender Connor Ingram. It says, the National Hockey League Players Association and the National Hockey League announced today that goaltender Connor Ingram of the Nashville Predators will be away from the team while voluntarily taking part in the NHL NHLPA Player Assistance Program. There will be no further comment. For sure, I hope 
Well, if all goes well, he can turn into the next Bobby Ryan story and come back and be a star. Make Nashville think really hard about their goalie decisions, especially with Askarov coming up, and then you have Ingram Saros. Someone's going to have to go if they all perform to their attention, or their expectation. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, so that's all we'll have to say about that. Uh, just wanted to wish Connor well and a, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, next we have a former Arizona Coyotes general manager, John Chica, has been suspended from league participation until December 31st, 2021, for his role in the illegal testing of prospects and his attempt to leave the Arizona Coyotes organization while using his contract as leverage for some other contract with a different organization. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if we covered this uh, in a previous episode. I think that might have been during our uh, lulls and all that going on episodes before we even had the guy going. It feels like a long time ago now. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was a while ago. seems kind of light, does it not? I mean, the Coyotes lost a bunch of draft picks because of it, and he's just suspended for the next 11 months or whatever, and then that's it. Broadcasting on Twitch is a good idea. I think you should be able to get some fans there. It's a great, uh, great platform for streaming, and it's just a really good idea. Uh, so I think streaming on Twitch is a good way 
definitely gives them a chance to get to the public eye a little bit, and I think uh, that's great for everyone. We want to see the growth of hockey. We definitely want to see the growth of women's hockey. And, uh, yeah, I think it gives an awesome opportunity for uh, young girls who play hockey to get to see some role models. And I think uh, it's an awesome thing for the NWHL to do. Yeah. It's great. I like it. Uh, one more news piece here from the NWHL, and that's that the players have elected to wear uh, patches on their jerseys. Uh, all teams, all players, uh, that say in racism on them. And I think that's a statement that we can all agree with, especially with the ongoing of the past year. I'm sure nobody is oblivious to that. Uh, you know, that's a, definitely a message that we support on this podcast, and uh, I think that's an awesome statement that the and the players have decided to make. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we definitely support that statement. And it should, well, it's likely not going to end anytime soon, but it really, it really should. There's no need for it. There is one more thing that's just coming in right now. Um, the Seattle Kraken have just announced that John Forsland will be their uh, television play-by-play guy for the Kraken. Has he worked in the role before? I don't know who John Forsland is. Uh, me neither, really, but... Frank Saravalli, I'm only seeing this because Frank Saravalli tweeted it out and said, this is awesome, fantastic hire, as good a hockey voice as there is on the planet. So he's a play-by-play guy for NHL on NBC, it looks like, based to his uh, Twitter bio here, so. Okay, well, it's probably a voice that I've heard before. That's awesome. Uh, Congrats to uh, Portland. Uh, Great to see how Kraken. I can't wait to have a... uh, uh, talking about the expansion draft when that occurs too. Oh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's coming up fast. Alright. So I think that's all for this week. Um no emails again, but you know, that's to be expected now. <laughs> I think I'll wait to send an email this week. <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh, there is some emails here, but it's just some... Oh, Twitter notifications. Check out the notifications you have on Twitter. Alright, well, uh, you're not going to get any notifications from us on Twitter because I'm a slacker and uh, haven't gotten on that. But, uh, Instagram is the best spot where you'll find all the updates about the pod, about if we have to take a week off or something, and when a new episode goes live. Which, that Instagram is uh, DB Hockey Podcast. Also on Twitter, but again, I've been slacking and don't expect there to be uh, much I'm there. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to try my best to try and get the Twitter going. Um, I don't use Twitter a whole lot, but I'm going to try and get on it for the top. So the Twitter might start up. If not, uh, maybe one good. of our listeners can run the Twitter account and who knows? But again, if you want to send an email, there is one there at um at doublebreadhockeypodcast at gmail.com. And Instagram, Twitter at DB Hockey Podcast, and that's all I got. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, hope to see you all back next week. Have an awesome week. Uh, it's gonna be a great week in sport. And it's going to be a great week in the NHL. Take care. The sins are turning the corner, we hope. (laughs) Alright, thanks for listening.